This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. Today we will be discussing the recently happened event, Boogie Till the Cows Come Home 2019. What was the theme of this year's Boogie? I don't remember exactly how to word it, but it was TV sitcoms. I know that much. I think the tagline they used was sitcom mania. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, but it, I do know that it was, according to Michael and Michelle, the 23rd boogie till the cows come home. How many do you suppose they plan to go to? They mentioned something about 25. So just a few more years left and... We'll see if maybe we can't convince them maybe 30 is the way to go. Yeah, as long as they still have some some of that uh, dancing pep in their step, like Lorraine, Miss Dolly. She was at the event as well. What, when did we actually go up? Because I, I know we did have a hotel for the night before when they did open dance. Uh, what time did we leave our area, or do you recall? I want to say... We planned around like 10 or 11 in the morning because we wanted to get there pretty early because we wanted to be able to check into the hotel and drop our stuff off before open dance started and also be around in case Michael and Michelle needed anything from us. Uh, Because I know last year uh, somehow like traffic ended up delaying us a little bit longer than we had originally anticipated and we got there with like a half an hour to spare and we did not want to repeat that so we left earlier this time uh, learning from that experience and so we got there and we went to the hotel we checked in and we just kind of relaxed a little bit because Michael and Michelle actually didn't need anything from us and then we got ready and headed over to the hall for the welcome open dance. Yeah, I definitely uh, remember doing some some dancing. I had a lot of requests for the clipboard, uh, thanks to some of the ones that we've learned recently, uh, mostly for teaching to club, like Trust Me and Better When I'm Dancing. And they didn't come up on the, the playlist, but I do feel better knowing that I'm ready with dances that I can do with our Bay Area folks, many of whom uh, came up for Boogie. Do you remember doing much dancing on that first night? Oh, I remember doing a lot of dancing both days of Boogie. Um, I know that there was there was definitely chunks in which I wasn't familiar with the main dance, so you and I would figure out like what we could floor split it with in the back, and so we did we did several of those options for Boogie as well. Um, I'm trying to, unfortunately, without just like looking at the playlist, I couldn't I couldn't tell you off the top of my head like what it was but I just I remember being sweaty when I was done well that's good that's a good feeling as a dancer and I'm sure we'll have time to circle around back to the playlist which the DJ John Trentacosti was uh, kind enough to save and send to everyone who would be interested in seeing what was played uh, I also liked that he used the familiar system of clipboards with initially next to the name of the dance what your request is Uh, We do that a lot down at uh, Boots and Buckles and Country Quick Steppers, and it really helps keep everything organized, and you can see at a glance what's in high demand and not just one random dance that maybe some people will dance to, maybe not. Yeah, I remember uh, being kind of surprised at how few intermediate-level dances were requested. It was really geared towards improvers. Um or easy intermediate, but like the harder stuff was definitely in less demand that first night for sure. I remember, I think I remember getting like a healthy amount of sleep before the next day, which is unusual for us at events, but happened. So yay, <laughs> maybe we're growing and learning. We definitely stayed up a little bit later than we initially planned on it, but that's because I remember stopping at Safeway so that we could have food because we didn't stop beforehand. Um, and so we, we had dinner after dancing was done, which ended at like 11 or something like that. Um, 
So we didn't go to bed right away. We definitely had some food. I think I put on a couple episodes of Boy Meets World as we were winding down the night, or that might have been the night that we had um, lots of... Oh, it was New Music Friday, too, so we listened to some music to see if there was any new tracks. On Spotify. On Spotify, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, we were... we. It was a pretty early night compared to what we're normally used to for events. Yeah, and I definitely made the mistake of shopping for food while I was hungry because I still have <laughs> food that I have not eaten. I haven't even opened the yogurt, the giant tub of yogurt that I got. And I'm usually one to just responsibly get a small cup that I eat that day. But instead I thought, oh, it's only $2. I should get the big old tub of yogurt. And I have not opened it yet and it's, it's been a little while since boogie so i'm sure it's fine but um if anyone wants free yogurt <laughs> i'm looking to share <laughs> yeah um we definitely rested um i got up uh early so that i could go down and socialize during breakfast and see some people as well as get ready for the day um i tend to take a little bit longer than you to get ready anyways so I planned for that um so yeah and I, I had breakfast with Marcy um I think both days actually now that I think about it but I got to like socialize with everybody that was in the little dining area because it was a very small small hotel uh that we stayed at so that was nice to kind of ease into the day that way what were some of the early teaches, and when did we teach? I'll see if we have a, a schedule lying around while you uh, recollect. Um, well, I know the first lesson was Pure Movies by Michelle Perrone. I know that much. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another two beginner-esque dances. Starring Waltz came up at one point. Yes, that that I think that was the second one. Um and I can't think of what the third one might have been off top of my head, unfortunately. Um, but it was three beginner-esque uh, dances to start it off. And they had planned for pure movies because later on in the day, they then taught Off My Feet by both Joe thompson Zemanski and Michelle Perrone so that they had the floor split option with that. Um, I went on around, I think, 1230, maybe, and I was lucky enough to be able to teach Good Vibes by Fred Whitehouse, which was a really fun improver level dance that, um, I think they did a really good job on picking up the steps and, and they did a really good job of adding the extra optional flair to, uh, it looks like we have a schedule up. Uh, off the Beaten Track was the other one in that set of three. There was Star Ring Waltz Teach, Off the Beaten Track Teach, and let's see, what was the other one again? Oh, yes, Pure Movies. So those were some of the early, early in the day ones. Uh, all right, and then we got Good Vibes, Teach, Off My Feet, Teach, Lonely Lovers Teach, that was me. And then uh, at the end of the day, we had Brazilian Soul by Michael. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I really love about Boogie, this was my third year in attendance, um, was just how fun and goofy these people are. They love having a good time. They decorate their tables. They go all out with different costumes and themes. And because it was sitcoms, we had several Lucys running around. We had a bunch of people from like Gilligan's Island running around. I think we had MASH people running around. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. A lot of free candy. Oh, boy. I loved the free candy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people really bring a lot of snacks and candy for the day and they set them at their tables and you can pretty much just go around to every different table and get a different kind of candy. It's really nice. Um, the four of us being you, me, Michael and Michelle went as a pun of the monkeys. We went as the bovines 
to stick with the boogie till the cows come home theme. So that was fun. I brought, I got some air guitars that we, or uh, blow up air guitars that we, we had on stage for a little bit. Um, so that was fun. And it was just really nice seeing a lot of these people again. They do, they do travel to like different events and they're several people from the Bay Area that go as well. But there's some people that only, that I only ever see at this event. So it's nice to catch up. Uh, one of the other things that I really, really enjoy about Boogie Till the Cows Come Home is that they always have the dinner included on Saturday, which I think is just a nice extra touch for people who've been dancing all day long. They have really good options of food. They have a vegetarian lasagna or a tri-tip. And then they have all kinds of sides and uh, cheesecake for dessert. And it's just, it's really nice. And they've definitely figured out something that works in that area. And I'm always grateful for free food. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. Or food included, I guess I should say, in the price. And I know that for me, like, I use that definitely as a time to socialize with people as everybody's standing in line. Um, I like to go around and talk to everyone and just kind of like, how was the day? What was your favorite lesson? You know, is this your first time at Boogie or how long have you been coming to Boogie? Because we've had some people there, I think over 20 years when Michelle asked for people to raise their hand, like who's the first time, who's been here five times, who's been here, you know, 10 years and so on and so forth. And it's it's just really fun to get other people's stories as they're standing in line. And it makes time pass a little bit faster that way as well. Because, um, you know, it's like it's a perfect opportunity to just get to know people that it's a little bit harder when you're the one on stage and they're in the crowd because um, there is that dividing point. But when you have that opportunity to, like, get to know someone and walk around the tables, it's it's definitely a good experience. And I like that while they did have a show, it was not too long of a show. It just kind of showcased what some of the talented folks in attendance are able to do, uh, such as clog. And uh, I think there was something that looked like, I think it was tap dancing. Uh, uh, that was that uh, Susan Sparkles Dodge, who was tap dancing out there. Uh, also, we had in attendance... Some of our local people, including Jamie. What were your thoughts on that? Um, it was fun to know that, you know, like we are slowly but surely inspiring people to attend these events because we go every year and we rave about them. And it's one of those things where you start thinking about it. Well, it's in my backyard Granted, it's a three-hour drive to my backyard, but it's you know close enough that it's driving distance. So it's like, why would I miss this opportunity? Um, I was certainly flattered when she had mentioned that she was bragging, so to speak, um, and those are my words, not hers, but that she's our student. It, it made me feel good that she was willing to drive to experience this event that we've been talking really positively about and because we were there that meant a lot to me and I was I was very flattered with that and it was fun seeing her in a different element you know I'm used to seeing her in one of our community center classes when I say our it's mostly dollies but that's where I see her and then um She'll show up to Hot Monk and Twin Oaks, and she's definitely one of those that I am proud to call a friend, and I really admire her determination to learn dances, because she'll go home and learn dances on her own, which says a lot about her dedication to line dancing and having fun, and she just doesn't definitely has her own fun style, and I was just, I was really glad to see her specifically there. Um, and of course there's a couple other people that I just love seeing in the Bay area that were there that I get to share the dance floor with. And so that meant a lot. And, um, uh, Chris Griffith was there. So that was nice. I get to catch up with her a little bit since I don't get to see her too often. And yeah, it's just really nice. I, I love the, the group of people that attend Boogie Till the Cows Come Home and I can't 
recommend the event enough if you want to go and just have a good time. It's there's it's a no pressure kind of event. You don't have to know the newest, latest, greatest dance that's the most advanced out there to really enjoy yourself. They Michael and Michelle really know how to throw a party, so to speak, and they make every dance enjoyable from the very first beginner dance to the very last dance that they teach um, at the end of the day. It's just, it's a, it's a fun experience for everybody. I think. I think John did a really good job of uh, keeping it light with DJing as well. He never appeared stressed or overwhelmed. He just kind of kept things rolling along with uh, dances that people were able to do and still, you know, had surprises. You know, the dances that he knows are people's favorites, like hot tamales, come up a couple times, and what's your name? And I wanna. Oh, speaking of I wanna, I enjoyed watching you play with Marcy on various uh, dances during the event. What are some of the ones that uh, that you and Marcy connect during? You might say. Well, definitely, I wanna. Um, some of the other ones that we'll interact a little bit with include like Champagne Promise, uh, definitely the one you're waiting on. Uh, we have a, a, a long-standing joke at this point where she'll be up front and she'll start calling me and I'm like, I'm coming, I'm coming. She goes, I'm waiting on you or I'm waiting for you or something like that. So that's a lot of fun. Um, but pretty much any opportunity we have to dance with each other, we'll goof off. Um you had a thought. Oh, yes. I just remembered uh, it was the first time I saw I Close My Eyes done Contra. We've done Dizzy Contra before, but I don't recall safely, at least, doing I Close My Eyes Contra. I'm going to correct you and say we did it with Marcy in Palm Springs, but it was definitely a trying to figure out how to maneuver experience because I think we had also just learned that dance around that time too so we weren't 100% confident in the movements so adding it contra definitely makes it a little bit different but I was glad you got to play with Marcy um, at uh, Boogie Till the Cows Come Home with that one so uh, what are your thoughts on, on the day of Saturday it definitely felt um at ease like we didn't even really demo anything other than what we were teaching ourselves and i remember thinking last year that you know we would want to know dances well enough to demo if necessary uh, as you mentioned we didn't have as much have as much to do for the friday open dance the way we did last year so a lot of it felt like we were attending and then oh i guess I guess my teach is up, you know, kind of a feeling when, when that came around. Um, there were different times when you or I would be out there interacting with people. For example, like you said, uh, you were doing that during the time when you were uh, in line for food, but then sometimes you'd come back and, you know, be listening to music on headphones. And I mostly just kind of sat and waited for people to float by like an anemone in the sea. <laughs> Waiting for little bits of plankton to float by. <laughs> uh, but I, I tried to make a point of staying off my phone so that I would always be ready, just in case. And of course, I did like a couple laps going around just to, to see everybody. But I never know really what to say. So I just don't. <laughs> uh, you're, you're very fluid in, um, in your speaking w with people. So it was kind of fun just watching you, you know, go out there and float. Yay. Um, I enjoy, I really, really just enjoyed the whole event and I felt like I could be me while being a better version at the same time of what I would expect from some of the teaching staff members at an event. Um, but I was be able to be true to myself while doing it. It was a very, like, I wasn't trying to emulate one particular person, but um, just kind of follow the idea of, like, interacting with people and trying to wall lead and just be accessible. 
One thing I did notice was that Michael and Michelle were very much on the ball with rotating rows toward the front and then having the first three rows uh, weave through people toward the back and then, you know, high five, high five people as they went. And that makes a lot of sense for that space because it's narrow and long. So if you're in the back, you cannot see feet, especially if you're shorter than like myself and I could barely see what was happening. Um, so they're used to that. We are not. And I realized that when somebody said something, can we rotate? I'm like, oh, sure, sure. Who wants to rotate? And then, like, okay, we'll rotate. That was the only time I remembered during my teach that rotating was a thing because at Twin Oaks, it's narrow and not long at all. Uh, and Hot Monk, the stage is tall enough and the depth is not so far back that people can see feet if they want. Plus, we are used to doing what uh, Joe and Scooter have done at Dancing for the Dream and letting people know at the beginning that uh, if they have trouble seeing or if they're a new learner, to come up to the front just from the beginning of the teach. Because a lot of people don't need to rotate and they're fine staying in the back. Uh, but if they're made to rotate, then that takes away a spot from somebody else who might have really needed it, who was in the front because they couldn't see, and now they're in the back. Uh, so we, I guess, kind of took our own toolkits from how we teach, where we teach, with us, to Boogie, um, and also picked up you know, new things like that, like, oh, okay, in this kind of space... Maybe it would be wise to offer this rotation option for people. Um, I also think it's a good way to break up the lesson because when you're standing for that long, you can get antsy and impatient and start shifting your weight back and forth and get tired. And you need something to shake yourself up because you're not even at music yet, usually. If it's a longer dance, you're just standing there. You're doing some steps, and then you start over, and, and then you learn some more steps on top of that. And you haven't heard music for half an hour. You're ready for something new. And just that little break of rotating and high-fiving people adds a little chaos and silliness, potentially, to what's otherwise a lot of focus and trying to stay on task. So yeah, having that, um, having that brought up really showed me that, um, there are still things to learn in sort of, uh, I guess, pedagogical styles. And sometimes it will depend really just on the room that you happen to be in at the time. Oh, kind of like the thing that we learned from Bracken where you don't have to run to the back and teach from back there just because everyone's facing the back wall. You can have them start from the front wall and well, you know, start from the front wall, dance their way so that they're facing the back, and then start the dance over so that they start from the back and face their way to the front. And now when you teach, you just say, okay, imagine we're facing the back. That's all you have to do. Little things like that uh, really makes it worth watching other people's lessons, uh, even if you already know the dance. There might be little things that you learn about how to teach along the way. Yeah, that's definitely something I have taken into a lot of consideration when facing back walls is having them practice the dance up to that point where they turn and they're, you know, turning to the back wall where they really cannot see me anymore and face the front. And that, like you said, you, we got that from Bracken and I was like, I thought that was like the most ingenious common sense thing that I was like, why did I never think about that in the first place? Like that's so simple and it's such a nice little trick. And then you have them practice what they just learned to the back again. And so that they get that feeling. Now, if it's a four wall dance, then it gets a little fun because then they're now they're at least familiar with the front and the back wall and they just have to worry about the sides. But at least, you know, they get that experience of it and they're used to learning things to the front. Um, it's also one of the things that I was thinking about with the fact that Michael and Michelle rotate so much was that's not a natural thing for me to do. And I didn't want to like get up there and fumble around and like really not bring my best A game when I could just do what I naturally do, which is definitely something I learned from Joe and Scooter, which is ask people who's been dancing less than six months and have them come to the front and explain that they're visual learners. Now they get to see my feet. And the good news is when they turn around, they have experienced dancers 
in front of them so that they're never forced to be like on their own kind of situation. And that's, that's just how I've been teaching beginners for a while now. So it was like, all right, I'm, that's just what I'm going to do. And fortunately, there was only a, a handful of people. And I think Good Vibes was easy enough that they didn't struggle too much on the concept of like a right lockstep and a step half turn and that kind of situations. I just made sure that I was very clear about, okay, take your right foot, step it forward, touch your left next to it. Take your left foot, step it forward, or you know, and so on. And I just tried to really make sure that I clarified which foot as we were learning the dance for those in the back who couldn't see me. And some of the other things I took into consideration was uh, back in Palm Springs, I had sought out certain feedback because I want to be the best teacher I can be and why not learn from those who have experience. So I asked other instructors like what's one thing I can work on as an instructor to improve my lessons and since then I have definitely noticed a difference in my lessons already. about how I explain things, how fast I go, you know, how many times I do repetitions on things, uh, trusting that they'll understand what I'm trying to explain. And if they don't, they can ask a question and just being observant of my class to see that they're struggling on, you know, X, Y, Z, or how many times I get them on music and how often we repeat the dance and, you know, just certain things like that, that have just really, I think, drastically improved not only my lessons, but my confidence in my lessons. I think that they're definitely better than what they were. And I'm still looking for a better improvement because I, again, want to be the best instructor I can be. All right. Do you have any additional thoughts before we go to the playlists? Oh, and uh, I'm I'm curious, because you had a choice between Mac the Knife and Good Vibes, what ultimately tipped you over to teaching Good Vibes instead of your uh, original choice, uh, which was Mac the Knife? So that's a little bit tricky because I love the idea of bringing a classic to anywhere I teach. And I brought Mac the Knife to Palm Springs as my classic and they had a really good time dancing it and Michelle and I had spoken about it and she said she had suggested that I consider that as my teach for Boogie Till the Cows Come Home and I said sure why not and then Fred released Good Vibes and although I absolutely adore Mac the Knife I really liked the energy of Good Vibes and the accessibility of it And I figured it was one that they weren't going to have jumped on yet in that area. And so it would be a brand new teach for 99% of them. And the few people that may have been exposed to it prior probably still wouldn't have been because a lot of times they take the harder intermediate classes. So when it came down to the two, it was, well, I did just recently teach Mac the Knife a month ago, here's a brand new opportunity for them to experience a fresh new dance that was just released. And I don't know how often they get that from other choreographers other than Michael and Michelle when they just released something. Um, I also thought it would be a good change in sound for what else I was expecting to be played there. I thought it would give that nice variety. One sort of just random thing I remember thinking was it was fun seeing the floor split of Off My Feet with Pure Movies because we had seen Pure Movies a while back and we just recently had learned Off My Feet at Palm Springs and seeing them together really brought to reality the vision that Joe had described in Palm Springs of having one... um, 
and I'm not used to seeing it happen this way, having the higher complexity dance be the floor split for the already existing lower complexity dance, which was pure movies. Uh, So she had described that as being the intention, and here we got to see it actually play out. It was a very cool uh, tribute to Michelle Perrone in that way. All right, so let's take a look at the playlist from starting on Friday evening, Open Dance. Lonely Drum, Codigo, Graffiti, Gypsy Queen, Fifty Ways, Blessed, Mama Maria. So far, no major surprises. Mama Maria, Lay Low. I think this was around the time that we arrived. It was for this Mama Maria Lay Low period. Double Down Two Step, <gasps> K is for Kicks. It was definitely fun dancing uh, KSR Kicks a couple times over the course of the Boogie Weekend. Havana Cha, Pull You Through, People Are Good. So just dance, dance, dance. Did we end up doing Just Feel Like Dancing anywhere for that one? Perhaps not. Uh, Groovy Love, Tightrope. And I think for that one we did do Rolling Rhythm in the back. Dizzy, Contra. My Uber driver. Thoughts on getting to dance my Uber driver at this event? It was fun for me. I I always enjoy when people want to dance it and they seem to have fun with the different little bits that you can play with. And it was interesting because I believe, yeah, I had taught it there during Michael Michelle's Dine and Dance back in November. And so it was interesting to be there again on stage dancing it so many months later I wanna what's your name that one I'm very glad that we learned after having seen it at Pikes Peak because we've had many opportunities to dance it since Mm -hmm. then what were your thoughts I was actually thinking um, I was really pleased that we had learned it after seeing Pikes Peak Um, I think I was lucky enough to be able to dance it at the Amy and Friends um, Wild Wild West or whatever it was with uh, Fred and Rachel um, while you were so nicely uh, volunteering to lead whatever floor split option it was at the time. I believe it was Dizzy. Oh, maybe. Um, I will certainly trust your word on that one. And like you said, there's been a lot of opportunities to to dance that. And I, I've tried to keep it where like the first three or four walls, I keep it to the original choreography. And then after that, I kind of run around and that makes it fun. I keep it vanilla all the way through because I always figure there's somebody who just needs an anchor and I am happy to be that anchor. I want to, it seems like every time I dance, I'm rough on like the first wall through and it's that one part starting from the sailor steps that you start turning all kind of different directions and then there's that rock recover and the shuffle and the look look that whole section until the last like walk walk and step step and step um like the last eight ish counts the bit in between is a little tricky how did you feel about that um because we don't dance it as often Yes, it always takes me that little bit. I, I always have to remember, is it just a rock cross cover? Is there a crossing shuffle business? Like, I, There's always this moment of hesitation. But fortunately, because we did just recently dance it at Boogie, then I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of what it's supposed to be. Might be a good one to teach club just so we'll have more opportunities to dance it. All right. After that, we have Champagne Promise. Get it right. I close my eyes. Can't walk away. Oh boy, we got a few good ones here. Can't walk away. Zydeco Lady and Vanatek Cha. It's like he read my diary. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm glad that we've had opportunities to dance Zydeco Lady since learning it after uh, Vegas and having Louie play it in the late night set in 2017. Seems like awful long time ago at this point it was an awful long time ago at this point definitely looking forward to getting back to the next vegas this coming september 
Vegas Dance Explosion, hosted by Doug and Jackie Miranda. Can't Walk Away, I don't remember whether I played with, because, see, when when we do it at Hot Monk or Twin Oaks, now, now they kind of know it, so I don't have to worry as much about people following it. And at Boogie, I wasn't sure how many people would like know it, know it. So I probably played with it a little. I don't recall. Do you recall? I do not. But yeah, I, I'm very aware of how much flair and lack of flair I can put on it when we're at home, essentially, um, because of who's on the dance floor. When I see them come on, I'm like, okay, well, this person's going to be following me, so I need to keep it a little bit more vanilla. Versus, okay, all of these people pretty much know it for the most part, so I'm just I'm going to have some fun with it. Um, I probably added my my normal like extra couple spins here and there, and um, I've been recently playing with it again, so uh, I'm trying to find some couple new spots to to hit it differently. But it's it's a fun experience for me when I let go and I'm allowed to dance it because the people around me know what they're doing, and so I, I take advantage of that when I can. I typically keep Vanatec Cha vanilla, but I still enjoy it even as vanilla. Oh, yeah. I just there are a couple things I add that I totally stole from Jason Takahashi when I watched him dance it on live stream. And if you ever see me dance it and see him dance it, you'll know exactly what I mean and where I put the flair. Uh, we have after that pontoon. I actually danced to pontoon. Why not? It's the first night. Get get those steps counted. After that, we have Come Dance With Me to the song One, which is a very Bay Area thing, I've noticed. I would love to know where that started. Because uh, usually, yeah, Come Dance With Me will be played at an event, but they do it to that one singular sensation. Da, 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 da. And it, it goes with it really well, I've noticed, because well, maybe it's just you get out of it what you put into it, but like when they sing along, it makes it a lot of fun just doing those basic steps with everyone who, you know, dance it as though it's on Broadway. What are your thoughts on the song change for that one? It's different. And I never prepared for it. Never, ever prepared for it. So it's it's always that, oh, okay, yeah. But we've also song cha- switched it um, to the country track. So I think I'm getting more used to the idea of changing it up a little bit. Um, I do know... I hear different things in the different songs that are used, which allow me to play with the dance differently with each song change, which I enjoy. After that, we have Secrets We Keep, Stitches, Ain't Misbehaving, Something in the Water. So, uh, you know, a good good row there. Uh, you know, Stitches, Ain't Misbehaving, Something in the Water of sort of time-tested... Uh, accessible improver to low intermediate kind of dances, very popular circuit dances. And then a new one, electric church and music to my eyes and Oh me, Oh my, what were your thoughts on any of the ones that I just mentioned? You look like you had a thought. Yeah. I was shocked that there was like three or four of us out there for electric church. Like I really thought there would have been more people. Um, and one of them was following. So I was like, what is going on here? I love this dance. Why do not more people know this dance? Um, but I definitely, uh, I remember enjoying dancing it, but just being surprised at how few people actually knew it or were out there to dance it. After that, we have, I'm quoting directly from the playlist, Graffiti, yes, again. Lonely Drum, yes, again. <laughs> I like John's sense of humor. I guess he was anticipating somebody to say, didn't you play this earlier? But he knew people were going to dance it who were not there earlier, so people could dance it twice, I guess. After that was Evergreen, and because he was posting these all on a projector, I had uh, ample opportunity to relearn Evergreen off in the side room area, which uh, would make that the second time I had ever danced it, the first time being at Palm Springs Winter Break. And I will have to relearn it again if it gets played, say, tomorrow for whatever reason. Because I um, I definitely have not solidified that. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that I had an opportunity to dance it, though. After that was I've Been Waiting For You, Girl Crush, which I'm sure we floor split to rolling rhythm with many other people. 
hot tamales, uh, simplemente. And I, you know, a quick note about hot tamales. I remember when they, when John and Joe released hot tamales junior as a floor split. I remember learning uh, hot tamales junior first, actually. And since then, I really haven't seen people do hot tamales junior, even as that, um, even with that as an optional floor split. They just kind of do hot tamales, or they don't. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe they're content to just have it be the the dance, the main dance that it is. But I thought, I you know, once we learned hot tamales, I thought hot tamales junior was clever in its use of similar movements from you know, Neil Hale's original main dance. After that, Simplemente, which we probably both should learn, which neither of us have actually learned, but it's a classic, so it'll happen someday, maybe. I mean, Alex and Jackie know that from SoCal, and if they're dancing that down there, then you'd think we would have by now, but it's just, I mean, in in our circles, other than in, like, Bay Area socials, we don't really see it that often. But down there, I guess maybe they song change it to different Latin-style music. After that, it was beautiful goodbye, American kids. I finally got to dance Amame on a nice big floor. After having learned it in my garage, I'm very happy I got to dance that. It's a it's a nice song. I just like that song. And getting to move, you know, relatively easy to follow steps while listening to that song is satisfying, I find. Uh, after that, it's Beyond Beautiful, which... I wouldn't have like guessed as being the name of the dance for the song, something about the way you look tonight, but I guess it kind of works, beyond beautiful. Um, after that's doing the walk, I saw you covering your eyes like Dolly for doing the walk. That was fun. Bring a little Ronert Park out to Corning. Yeah, there's a, when I talk about the walk of shame, uh, I saw it from Dolly first, and so I t- told her I was going to steal it from her. Mm-hmm. But it's I kind of duck my head down a little bit and, and like shield my eyes, almost as if you would like put your hand up to pretend like a visor, or whatever, from the sun. But like you're ashamed. So yeah, that's one w- one of the many ways I play with that dance. After that was rain against my window, which we uh, kind of like on the spot floor split with. Diggin' after looking at a beats per minute cheat sheet. It hit really well, I thought. What were your thoughts? I really, really enjoyed it. It's one of those that I was mad at myself for not learning Rain Against My Window. And I was like, I like this song too much. I really enjoy it. I really should just learn this dance. And I had plenty of opportunities and, you know. And then I was like, well, what can we dance to it? And you, in your infinite wisdom encyclopedia, uh, pulled out all your tricks and cheat sheets and you were like, well, digging might work. We want to try digging. And I was like, sure, let's try digging. And because Jamie also knows digging, we invited her to join us. And I was shocked at how nicely it hit. So I was really excited about that, that I was still able to dance to the song, even though it wasn't the original dance. Yeah. If we're at another, maybe for Pike's Peak, another event with Michael and Michelle, might want to bring that up to them as a possible floor split for those who never picked up the classic Rain Against My Window. After that was Sweet Caroline, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Strip It Down, Sangria Sun, which we floor split to uh, no, with no vacancy in the back because that's the dance we know to Sangria. Then Legends and Heroes, which we knew once upon a time from having learned it at Motor City Dance Classic. The One You're Waiting On, which I'm sure you danced, and then My New Life, which appears to have been the last dance played that night. Any thoughts about any of these that uh, we've mentioned but maybe never went into in depth? Well, I mean, obviously some of them I absolutely love and enjoy dancing, and so I was really excited to hear them. Some of them are very... When you've been to an event before, predictable, like that's kind of a staple of that event for some reason, like you're going to hear like at least some combination of these so many songs. Um, I was glad to see a lot of people enjoying a lot of the dances that were being played and really getting a lot out of it from what I could see for the open dance welcome party. Um I find it interesting when it comes to being a DJ and because I've definitely discovered that I have a different style 
than some other people. Um, and I really try hard to avoid repeats. So I try to look at be like, okay, I have five of 15 people here who love dance XYZ. I'm going to wait till more people show up even though I know a majority of people will just kind of jump on the floor and try and follow it because I know somebody's going to come up to me and talk to me and be like, oh, but please just play it again. But that's prime real estate from other requests. And I always feel guilty at the idea of knowing that I could have gotten one more request out there if I didn't play the repeat of XYZ. However, I also know that sometimes people really just enjoy dancing one dance. And sometimes that's the one that gets repeated. So it's like, it was a very interesting experience um, for me. I know that with my personal style, like I said, I, I probably would have waited a little bit later to play some of those that we ended up playing later anyways. Um, especially when it was like open dance or whatever. And the first like few people there, I was like, I would have been like, what do you personally want to dance that we're not going to play later when there's five of you so that I don't kill my floor later, but you get this one dance. Or, okay, so you requested, for example, Lonely Drum. We're going to go ahead and wait on that so that more people are here so we can play it for like more people. And generally when you, I've noticed at least in my experience, I don't know about the larger events, uh, Louie and JP might have different experiences when you inform people that you do intend to play it, but you're waiting for more people to show up or you're waiting for the choreographer, generally a light bulb goes on and they are understanding. That's been my experience. Like I said, you might get a counter experience from that, but I like to keep people with reasonable expectations and then over deliver. So that's, that's generally my philosophy. All right. Saturday day before evening dance, there were some requests uh, previously sent in and inserted between teaches. We have here open dance, come dance with me, gin and tonic, which I think we both saw that we could follow if we wanted to do that one. I think it was my first time seeing it. And it was the one with the bounce bounces, where you like step together, bounce, bounce, step together, bounce, bounce, something like that. Uh, Bossa Nova, Bossa Nova, no, Rio is the one two songs later. I was thinking there's one I've seen at Dolly's done before. Bossa Nova is very popular. When I did some digging after I learned Trust Me, I saw that uh, Bossa Nova was very popular in the newsletter survey some years back. Uh, then we had Alley Cat, very classic, definitely. Uh, Rio, which I know that I've seen at Dolly's class before. All the King's Horses, Beautiful Goodbye, again. Uh, Rocket to the Sun, Graffiti, again, Pure Movies, which was taught, Groovy Love, Slash, as Floor Split, Love Repeats, which I think I remember um, was an interesting uh, Floor Split for that one. Star Ring Waltz Teach, Off the Beaten Track Teach, I Close My Eyes, Double Down Two Step, which was split with Off the Beaten Track, Sticking With You Teach, uh, I've Been Waiting For You, uh, my Uber Driver, Good Vibes Teach, Get It Right, Music to My Eyes slash Star Ring Waltz Floor Split, Bethlehem Child, which was floor split with Cowboy Charleston, and I believe at Palm Springs we did it with uh, Just a Two Steppin, but here we tried it with Cowboy Charleston, worked out well enough. Sticking With You, which was floor split with Eyes For You, both are kind of a bluesy so sound to them, so that worked out well. Off My Feet Teach, Lonely Drum, Pull You Through, which was split with Rolling Rhythm. And I definitely danced Pull You Through, so I have no idea how well Rolling Rhythm fit with it. Uh, Havana Cha, which was split with Stroll Along Cha. The, quote, commercial break where we wandered around and looked at everyone's tables, or were encouraged to. Um, K is for Kicks, which I have on video. I was very happy the, to get to do that with everyone again. Uh, lonely Lovers Teach. Which I guess you know was strategic on their part because they they had previously planned 
uh, to do chaos for kicks, get everyone out on the floor for that, and then go straight into my teach. That way, I'd already be on the stage. They did the same thing with you and Uber driver, uh, my Uber driver, right before your teach of good vibes. Yep. Then, after the lonely lovers teach, we had hello Dolly with Miss Lorraine Cortella uh, in a place of honor toward the front. Uh, Rocket to the sun. Uh, it looks like again. And then Brazilian Soul Teach, People Are Good, Yeah, Wagon Wheel Rock, which may have been floor split with things. I'm not sure. I don't think I danced any of the versions. And then uh, Vanutek Cha, which I will take just about any opportunity to dance. Any thoughts on that before we move on to Saturday evening dance in our final 10 minutes? Not really. I think for the most part you covered it. Like when you said that it was very smart of them to put our dances right before our teaches just so that like people were out there for that. Okie dokie. Saturday evening dance. Lay low. People are good. Lonely drum. Again. A double whiskey. Graffiti, which was floor split with Aussie. DHSS. Sweet Caroline Bum, bum, bum. Hot Tamales, Off My Feet Review and Pure Movies Review. Mama Maria, Beyond Beautiful, uh, which was floor split with Let It Baby, and we got a lot of mileage out of Let It Baby on this weekend. Uh, Chill Factor, which was floor split with Swingin' Thing. However, I think if we were to split that with anything, I would go with another 48-count beginner dance, such as maybe Good Morning? Or if there are other 48-count beginner dances you're aware of, we could give those a try. I noticed that Swinging Thing goes off phrase because it's 32 counts, and Chill Factor is, I think, 48. So Good Morning would help keep those synced up. We'll have to take a look at that later. All right, Sticking With You review, which was, again, split with eyes for you. Ain't Misbehavin', which was floor split with Yeah, but I felt like Yeah was really fast for Ain't Misbehavin'. I did the floor split. You I did. did. I did. Yeah, I think, and I remember it feeling faster than I would have wanted to do it. So maybe we'll find another floor split option instead of that for the future. Rocket to the sun. Good vibes review. Blessed, which was split with uh, stroll along cha. I believe, which was split with true inspiration. Lonely lovers review. Uh, champagne promise. Tell your heart to beat again. You know, I jumped in on Tell Your Heart to Beat again because I didn't see that there were that many people out there with Michael and you and whomever else danced it or whoever else uh, danced it. And in the last couple walls or last however many walls, I think it was for the Serpiente, the uh, the second one, not the first one that I always mess up. But the other tag, uh, I, I came in and joined you guys. And I'm glad that I had a lot of room on the floor for that because it really is a very pretty dance. What were your thoughts on that? I, I always love dancing that one, and the more room, like you said, I, I can just use the whole floor if I had the opportunity to with that one. Um, I just love how when you really let yourself dance that one, you just float and glide all over the place, and it's just so pretty. After that, it was one that I was very, very excited to dance. I think I even directly requested it, and it was River of Dreams, I, I like that dance a lot. It makes makes me happy. I had a Billy Joel album or like a Greatest Hits album that I listened to a lot in the end of high school and a little bit in the beginning of college, and that was one of my favorites on uh, on that compilation. Strip It Down slash Let It Baby. Uh, oh, and also shout out to Charlotte Skeeters, who was not able to make it to the event this year, but she was in our hearts and our minds. Uh, I Wanna Until the Dawn, and I split that with And Get It On, because there were a couple of us who actually know And Get It On, and we happily and enthusiastically did it, I think, in the back while everyone else was doing Gary Lafferty's very popular dance, Until the Dawn, which was taught at Dance and Dine, I think we determined. I was trying to think, why did we even know that dance? And it's because when Michael and Michelle hosted a Dance and Dine in the last several months, they taught until the dawn, and so we were exposed to it. It's also one that Cat Painter has taught a few times at Stoney's. After that, we had a review of Brazilian Soul, American Pop, uh, which was split with pure movies, and we got to do American Pop because we learned it at Palm Springs. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. After that was I Close My Eyes, Perfect, which we split with Rolling Rhythm. And I really enjoy the way Rolling Rhythm feels with 
perfect. And it has you know a different feel with tightrope as well because there are parts where they talk about walking the tightrope and you're walking three steps forward, um, or you know you do the sway and they they say how far uh, I will fall and you're like you're you're swayed but it feels like you're looking out like you're gonna fall. A lot of different things happen in tightrope. Perfect hits in other areas, and rolling rhythm takes on an entirely new character. What are your thoughts about the different floor splits for rolling rhythm? I actually. So I really enjoy it to all three of Girl Crush, Tightrope, and Perfect. I like it to Girl Crush because of the fact that I just really like that song. And I really should just get the other dance back. But I haven't yet. So there's that. Um, I love the different ways that dance hits between perfect and tightrope and I emphasize them differently when I'm dancing it to the different songs and I just think it's it was just really good well done of Michelle and how she choreographed that where it's simple enough that it's accessible to people it has a little something with that behind and rock and rock business Um, it's not overly stepped, like choreographed so that you can actually add in things depending on which song you've song switched it to. I know we've added turns and spins and stuff like that. Um, and I just, I really just enjoy how it hits the lyrics, whether you add in a restart or not. After that, we have Lipstick Tango, which I was enthused to do because I have not danced that in a while, and I remember dancing it a lot after I first learned it. It's got a lot of attitude and the lunge and places where you can add an extra spin at the end before you start the new wall. I I was very happy to get to do that again. Then we had another Simplemente, Codigo, What's Your Name, Sangria Sun, Just a Phase which I will come back around to. Uh, Get It Right, Havana Cha, Have Fun, Go Mad, which I will come back around to. Groovy Loves, and Yada's Waltz, which was floor split with Starring Waltz. American Kids, Black Dresses, which we still have yet to learn. And then we closed with Beautiful Goodbye in, I guess, sort of an appropriate choice of goodbye song. That was it for the open dance on Saturday, which was the only... um, day of boogie till the cows come home it's a one-day workshop what were your thoughts in the last two and a half minutes or so on just a phase and have fun go mad to the original with Rhonda and eventually when i came out uh myself um well first and foremost i love 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 just a phase i think madison glover and fred whitehouse were genius in their choreography and how that just hits and there's just such a a connection that I can feel to the music through their steps. And I'm so eternally grateful for them. And I'm so grateful that John was willing to play it, knowing that there was only like five or six of us who were going to dance it and knew it anyways. Um, I love, 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 love that dance. As for Have Fun Go Mad, I really, really enjoy it to both the original and the song switch option. Like most things, it hits differently. I play with it differently based on that. Um, I was, I was just pleasantly enjoying the last couple songs of the night. It was, it was a really good thing. Um, I know that that's one that Rhonda really likes. So I always enjoy the opportunity to dance it with her. I feel like I've danced it a a lot. Um, when I do it to the original, a lot in the same ways in different places within the song. So I gave it a little while before I jumped in. But then I thought, you know what? I haven't danced it in those ways here. So, yeah, it's different. And I think I might have altered a couple things. Um, and, you know, of course, the the more you listen to the song, the better you know what's about to come. So the more you can, um, I don't know, be inspired to do something new that you know is going to come in the instruments or the lyrics or something. Uh, and considering there weren't that many of us dancing it and it was toward the end of the night, I'm glad that we were able to represent because it feels like one of those, just like poetry in motion, that you need to hear at least once at an event, or like, what kind of event is it anyway? <laughs> uh, overall, I had a good time. I was definitely uh, honored to have been asked to teach, 
And, uh, you know, of course, any, any opportunity that we have to be with Michael and Michelle in any capacity at an event, I typically enjoy. Last thoughts from yourself? You pretty much captured it word for word. I, I was honored and I felt it very special to be considered among this tradition that's been going 23 years. And I love seeing Michael and Michelle. They are definitely like kids when they play. All right, for Line Dance Podcast on Line Dancer Radio and LineDancePodcast.com, this has been Christopher Gonzalez and Megan Barcelia. Until next time, we will see you, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.